I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The Balls and Strikes podcast is brought to you by Elkhorn Training Camp. Let's have some fun and play ball. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Alessandro, co-founder and managing partner of the Elkhorn Training Camp, and we're here today on the Balls and Strikes podcast to have a little fun again. It is time for the 2023 Nebraska State Baseball Championship, and we're going to do a little preview today with my two good friends, uh, Pascal Paul and Coach Alex DeLate. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing good. Starting to warm Doing up. Doing great. Excellent. Well, it's hard to believe uh, that the spring season is almost over and we start the state baseball games uh, this Friday. So exciting time. And to everyone out there, uh, so Coach Alex DeLate, uh, he is the director of the 2026 class for the Nebraska Prospects. Welcome again, Coach AD, right? We won't say Alex DeLate, it's Coach AD. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, Pascal Paul, Director of Scouting for Nebraska from the Prep Baseball Report. Uh, hello, Pascal. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We are excellent. Well, let's just dive right in. We're going to take a look at the matchups, discuss some of the top players, your guys' observations throughout the year, and have some fun and make some predictions. So let's just dive right in. In Class A, we start on Friday uh, with the number one seed and the defending champs. Uh, in Millard West, uh, facing Grand Islands. Let's just open it up. Uh, Coach AD, uh, let's just uh, start uh, your analysis. You know, I've been fortunate enough to see Millard West play a, a ton this year because uh, they live pretty close to home for me. Um, it's easy to catch a game, but um, to me, them and Lincoln East are for sure the number one and two seeds. Uh, Millard West just has a potent lineup, just one through nine. They, they can hit the ball and then um, when Dermer's on the mound, you know, he's, he's got the stuff to shut anybody down when he's on. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm Millard West. I'm, I'm very bullish on, I think they're a really good team. Um, and I think that they can compete weekend and we or day in and day out in the state tournament. You know, they, they had a run last year. Uh, a lot of those guys return, um, and again, their lineup, they can just swing it from one to nine, uh, I really like Miller Glass. Yeah, you've got some major college commits on that team, right? I mean, you mentioned uh, Drew Derrimer uh, committed to Iowa on the bump. You got Van Tyker going to Creighton, who can flat out swing it. And, of course, Tyson Lewis uh, committed to 
Arkansas. Pascal, what are your thoughts on uh, the Wildcats and uh, this first round game against Grand Island? Hard not to like uh, Miller West, defending champs. They were the no doubt team, best team last year. Uh, they've done absolutely nothing to sway that uh, prediction of them going to be number one this year. Um, I think Grand Island can give them a test, though. They've got some guys that can play. Um, they got some under the radar guys. Not a lot of people see them. Um, they're out in western Nebraska. So even myself, I'm excited for them to come and hopefully stick around for a while and get to watch them play a couple days. But, yeah, Millard West, is their lineup, like Coach AD said, is very potent. Um, I think my dog, if you can hear him, I think he agrees too. Um, but their staff is sneaky good. Jackson Williams is another guy that I really, really like um, for them. Absolutely. He's super athletic. Um, his ball kind of pops out of his hand. He's got a high spin rate slider. Um, uncommitted kid, really good football player as well. Um, so it doesn't really get on the on the baseball scene as much in the summer as everybody else, but another guy for them that is, is really talented. Absolutely. We look at Coach Wells' team from Grand Island. Any players uh, that you'd like to highlight uh, from Grand Island, Pascal? Uh, they got a left-handed pitcher, um, first name Cohen Nelson, uh, mid-80s. I think he's you know, a little bit under the radar, hasn't been to a PBR event for us. I think we got him coming to the Elite 50 event uh, right after the state tournament, so excited to see him. Um, but Broxton Barrientos and Sam Dunkelman are another two players to mention, um, super athletic kids. Another two that obviously in Grand Island you don't get to see much, but kids that I think can play in the Metro if they were on any of the teams in the state. So. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be an exciting first round game. Let's move to Gretna and Creighton Prep. Obviously, they're very familiar with each other uh, and playing each other this spring. Uh, thoughts on that, Coach AD? This one's a coin flip to me. You know, Prep started off really slow. Um, they got a lot of young pieces, especially on the mound, but they're starting to find their groove. Um, I've been able to see Gretna quite a bit. And, um, you know, when Skylar Graham's throwing, he's, he's, a, he's a surefire number one for them. Um, you know, beat Millard West what, about a month ago on the mound. Um, Ty Smolinski, shortstop, committed to Kansas State. It's a really good bat. And uh, Gretna's, Gretna's pretty hot right now, but so is Prep. So, for me, I've got this one kind of as a coin flip. Um, and, yeah. Pascal, thoughts on this first-round game? Yeah, it should be a good game. I think uh, Creighton Prep comes in with a little bit more of the pedigree, been there and done it a little bit more than Gretna. Um, I think both teams have had up and downs to the year. Gretna has been a little bit more of a surprise um, for most people, I think. But coming in with a lot of confidence, like you said, Coach AD, Skyler Graham on the mound, uh, I think he plays a really good third base. Toughness over on the left side with him and Smolinski, even when he's not pitching. Um, they're a scrappy team. I really like them. I, I feel like they're coming in like the underdogs, um, and that's a scary thing to be. So, Top players to highlight on uh, the Creighton Prep Junior Jays, fellas. Coach AD? <laughs> Uh, Mitchell Collins is a really good bat. You know, he, he's, he's just a good average hitter. Um, you know, can find gaps, uh, not necessarily a big power bat, but, but he's a guy who can move, move base runners. Um, John Lysick committed to San Diego is a young kid still finding his groove, um, as a sophomore, but he's a big body throws really hard. Um, when he could throw strikes, he's got swing and miss stuff. Um, yeah, that'd be, I'll let Pascal kind of finish on the other two or the other. Great. Grant Summers is another kid uh, going to UNO. Shortstop can really play. Um, I also like Kobe Hatcher. He plays third base for him. Also plays a little first. Um, really good hitter. Swings the bat really well. Uh, you mentioned Mitchell Collins. I think Mitchell Collins plays a really good 
second base as well up the middle um uncommitted kid that uh, i think should get a good look um this summer also sam Patton plays center field it's in the two-ish hole for him most of the time um super athletic kid has found a lot of barrels every time i've watched him play excellent let's move to this Number two uh, seeded team, Lincoln East against Bell West. Obviously, Lincoln East currently number one in the state coming into the tournament. I believe won nine in a row and also has beat Millard West twice. Uh, fellas, what's your perspective on this exciting first round game? This is probably, I mean, all, all these matchups are good. This is my favorite. Um, I've been able to coach a lot of Lincoln East kids. Um, very talented roster can swing it top to bottom. Got some good arms. Um but one thing I would say is if, if I was Lincoln East, Bellevue West would be not a number seven seed that I would want to see. They're a very scrappy team. Um, got a lot of young players, uh, a lot of juniors, sophomores, even some freshmen sprinkled in. I think their best ball is yet to come. Um, Lincoln East is, like you said, beat Millard West twice. I watched both those games. Um, they were they were there for the moment. Um, but if I'm Lincoln East, I'm not, not happy that Bellevue West is my seven seed in this, but I'll let Pascal go from there. Yeah, you don't want to sleep on the wild card for sure in this case. Pascal, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Lincoln East probably has the best lineup in the state, top to bottom. Um, they got two bangers in the middle of their lineup with Springer and A.J. Abasco, right-left combo. Uh, they got guys athletic that can move at the top, like Jeter Worthy. And then they got guys that you have to feed fastballs to, like Joey Senstock, who you really shouldn't be feeding fastballs to, um, sitting behind those two big boys in the middle. So. They're a tough, tough lineup to pitch to. I do think uh, pitching will be the key for them. So uh, they got a couple guys. I would say that pitch it really well. I wouldn't say they got upper-level college stuff, but really know how to pitch it. Carter Mick is one of them. Um, he's probably their number one this year. I've seen him twice. Uh, Three-pitch guy has absolutely dominated every time I've seen him. Not going to wow you on the gun, but really, really good pitchability guy. Yeah, and then, I mean, then they got Shortridge and Nelson, who are both juniors. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to coach Paul Shortridge here for four years now, uh, but we watched him pitch at Millard West in that championship, and he was he was on fire that day. So he's he's the kind of kid, I, especially that I know him, um, he, he lives for big games. You know, he, he's pitched big games throughout his career, and he doesn't get rattled. The kid loves it, feeds off of it. Uh, so I'm excited to see what this Lincoln East pitching staff does. And that's no slight to Bellevue West either. Um, you know, they've got guys that can absolutely play. Uh, I know I was at their Carney game that they just didn't play the best game. I thought um, balls fell for Carney uh, and they got to Riggs early, which was a little bit of a surprise. But I think they are no doubt dangerous in this tournament with some of the guys that they have on their roster, including Drew Grego, who I think is one of the, the best players in the state. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no question that uh, Coach Shockey will have the Bellevue West Thunderbirds ready to play. And let's face it, you know, let's let's not be confused by the wild card entrance into uh, into the state. I think Coach AD said it right. Uh, if I'm Lincoln East, you know, this is probably the matchup that I was least looking forward to just because of the scrappiness of their team. All right, let's move to another fantastic first round match, in my opinion. We've got Elkhorn South against Papio South. Coach AD. Um, you know, Elkhorn South, you know, has a ton of talent, ton of good players are starting to find their groove. Um, but Papio South is a team that I didn't expect to be this good this early. And that's, that's kudos to them. Um, they've just been scrappy throughout the year. Uh, you know, Danny Wallace is an uncommitted kid, sophomore, absolutely electric stuff. And, and 
that team's starting to gel. And, and you know, I, as I follow scores and watch games every week, I kind of look and I'm like, oh, shoot, Papio South won again. Um, so, I, again, you know, I think the Lincoln East Bellevue West matchup's my favorite, but this would be a close second. Um, you know, Alcorn South's got a ton of talent. They're, again, they're starting to find their groove. Got a lot of senior heavy kids. Uh, and then Papio South, again, I think playing that kind of underdog role of, uh, you know, a lot, not a lot of people thought they were going to be here in the state tournament, let alone win their district. And here they are um, playing Elkhorn South. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Um, you know, like I said, Danny Danny Wallace is awesome. You know, Valinch is starting to find his groove for Papio South. And then, you know, Elkhorn South's got Eli Small, Cole Eaton. Um, I think Songster will probably throw game one. He's been one of their big horses. Uh, big, strong lefty with a hammer curveball. Um, so I'm excited for this one. Pascal, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Elkhorn South is probably – the most talented team top to bottom lineup and pitching staff in the state. Um, they haven't won every game. I don't think that they've been extremely healthy all year, um, which I think has hurt them a little bit. And Papillion Lewis South, I think is, is right up there talent wise in the state. I know AD mentioned some of their guys, Brady Fitzpatrick is yeah. really, really talented going to Johnson County. Um, smooth left-handed bat has played first form in a pinch and has looked really good over there traditionally an outfielder tradition transition from a catcher um before that they got kai privet behind the plate who i saw energy bunny back there um blocked everything <laughs> ad laughs he has coming out of the dugout where's the bandana longer hair um fully embodies what what i think a catcher should be um for that team um, and then you mentioned Valinch. They got Bryce Waller, uh, a pitcher, 90-92, um, under the radar, going to Northeast. Um, so, talent-wise, they're going to be able to hang with, with Elkhorn South. Um, it's going to be a dogfight. I'm, I'm really excited for that game. Um, yeah, Elkhorn South. I'll pause for a second because Elkhorn South is just so talented as well. Eli Small, Cole Eaton, um, Michael Mechna. Um, who to throw that first game? That's a good question. That's a great question for Coach Dahl. Um, I don't know if I'd want that choice between Mechna, Carter Navin, Brock Songster, uh, Alex Thomas. There's a number of guys that he could he could put out there for that game one. So, And a great problem to have, though, for Coach Dahl, right? I think anyone would want that problem for sure. Absolutely. Well, as we look at the bracket, thanks for the analysis, guys, and kind of preliminary thoughts on the first-round games. Let's face it, winning that first game, is really, really important. Winning that second game is probably just as important. And the games are spaced out, right, a little bit. So you got Friday, then Monday, then Wednesday. Let's just talk real briefly about top pitchers because it seems like it's pitching and defense that wins the championships, right? Um, Pascal, your thoughts. Uh, We've talked about a few of the pitchers, but uh, who are the arms that could take a team to the state title? I would say if Elkhorn South staff is on um, with Brock Songster, like we just mentioned, Michael Mechna is as good a pitcher in the state as there is out there. Um, the one thing for them is they haven't been there and done it yet. So when then you go and look at Miller West staff, who's been there, who's done it, who has the pedigree, I really like their composure. They walk into the stadium knowing that they're the best team in the state, and then you got to beat them. Um, they're not afraid of anyone else. They're the defending state champs. So. Millard West pitching staff uh, brings a lot of experience to the state tournament. Uh, I like the way they walk into the into the stadium. I like the way their coaches get them ready to play the game. 
um, between Dermer, who's been there and done it, going to Iowa. Uh, they have Caleb Lamphere, who's pitches for them, um, upper upper eight. Brady Ferguson is a name, a younger name that I really like, came on strong, um, didn't pitch much early. Um, but as he's gotten healthier, upper eight, uh, ball really sinks, has a good changeup, really good changeup um, for them. So they're a team with the experience, maybe not with all the names that they usually have, but with the experience and the guys um, that have been there and done it. Coach AD, what are your comments about the guys on the bump? You know, I think Dermer's hands down the best. Uh, I go back to last year, just looking, sure. you know, Lincoln East with Worthy on the mound was a different animal. When he was pitching, they were the best team in the state. When he wasn't pitching, they were a top five-ish, six-ish team. Um, I think Dermer kind of has that stuff that when he's on the mound and he's on, he can shut any one of these teams out. Um, but, you know, I look at I look at Gretna. You know, Skylar Graham's, again, beat Millard West, uh, got deep in the game. I look at Lincoln East, Short Ridge shut down Millard West. Um, you know, Carter Mix, good. Um, you know, you got Riggs, Songster, Valinch. I mean, there's a lot of good arms in here. But for me, the key is after the first round, that second and third, you know, can they keep you afloat while that, that while that ace rests and you come back and fire him again? You know, I don't think Gretna necessarily has the depth on the mound, um, but if they get in that winner's bracket early, right. they can start resting a few guys and now they become a dangerous team. Um, you know, like you mentioned with Elkhorn South, you know, even if whoever they start in that game one, if he's off, like you mentioned, the options, they can get they can get out of him real quick, get another guy in who's equally is just talented arm, um, you know, so whether it's Songster, Mechna, Thomas, or Navin, you know, you, you can have a short hook if one of those guys is off, and, and you know, they, they're fortunate that they've got the depth of a lot of upper eights arms. Um, Throwing two young guys and Cal Cooper and Tanner Force as well. I mean, they have a lot of depth uh, in yeah. that staff. Do you guys think you can go ace on Friday? Let's say you're in, a, in the winner's bracket. Throw your ace on Friday. Can he come back on Wednesday? Yeah, for sure. For sure? Yeah. I'd say it depends on how many pitches. Um, I was just going to say, depending on pitches, if, yeah. they, if they go in that low low 100s and they might need another day. And I think it depends on how you've used them all year. You know, if you're a guy, if it's someone that has proven to, to be able to bounce back after a longer outing, I, I think that's, that's an easy decision then. If it's someone that, you know, hasn't, um, guy by guy, I think that, that's a decision to make for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Great point. All right. Well, now I'm going to put you fellows on the spot. We're going to make some predictions. We'll do some follow-up next week, of course, too, but uh, let's start with coach AD. You got to pick one. It's going to be hoisting the trophy and then one sleeper, uh, one sleeper. Easy answer here. Millard West would be my favorite. Um, I think it's totally different than last year. Last year, they rolled in the state with three top tier arms. They could pitch and they could shut teams down. I think this year, they're more of a balanced hitting team. Again, I touched touched on Dermer being a shutdown type ace, but they don't need him to get zero or one runs every game to beat teams. Um, that that lineup can put six, seven, eight runs against almost anybody. Fair point. Um, yeah. So I really like Millard West, especially as we get into game three, four, five. I, mm -hmm. I think they, they'll start swinging it, can help their pitchers out a little bit. Um, sleeper? I'm going to go with Bell West. Um, I've seen them play three times this year and they're just a very scrappy team. Um, a lot of talent, uh, and that's junior, sophomore, freshman class that they might get a little starstruck early, but I could see them kind of making some noise in that, uh, consolation part, you know, maybe losing game one or game two, but I could see them coming back and, and really knocking some teams off. Um, 
But yeah, Millard West is is my surefire favorite. Shocker. Mr. Pascal. Uh, I'm going to go with Lincoln East um, as a team that's going to hoist the trophy. I think they've only got one senior, so they don't have the experience as some of the other teams, but their lineup is so good. Um, you guys mentioned it's about pitching and defense. I don't know if teams are going to have enough pitching to get these dudes out. Um, that's how good I think their lineup is. Um, so their pitching, while I don't think matches up to the high-end guys as everyone else, they do a great job of getting dudes out. They do a great job of understanding who they are and, and what they need to do to be successful. And I think, like Millard West last year, they, they really understood, obviously, they were the best team, but each guy, I felt, did a role. I think Lincoln East guys really fit their role um, very, very well. Sleeper pick. Would, sleeper is Papillion La Vista South, I think. Uh, Danny Wallace is a two-way guy, uh, someone I didn't mention on the mound earlier, but he's upper eight that, that pitches for him as well. So I think they're flying a little bit under the radar. I think they bring a sense of a little bit of toughness to the game. Um, so I think uh, they've got a lot of talent, and uh, I'm excited for them and to, to showcase that. Well, the games are certainly going to be exciting. I know we'll, we'll all be at the ballpark all day on Friday. Hopefully the weather cooperates. You know, Pascal, just following up on your prediction, if Lincoln East were to hoist the trophy, it'd be the first time since 1977 that a non-Omaha Metro team has won the state baseball championship. So you know the folks from Lincoln are geared up, you know, shooting for all the Omaha teams this week. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining. Uh, we'll see you all at the ball field, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend. Media Production.